Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It's the week that was with Rosa Ritchie of the Shepparton News. Good morning, Rosa. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. I had to play that Dolly song for you. I know you're a Dolly fan, Dolly Parton, Coat of Many Colours. And I loved every second of it. And um, we have to say, before we go on, very sad day today, the last day you'll be in the studio because you are moving on. Thank you so much for all the time that you've uh, you've put into the program, keeping our listeners up to date with our little The Week That Was segment. I've loved it. Thank you for having me. And thank you to everyone for listening to me waffle on about the news once a week. <laughs> what, what are you going to waffle on about this week, Rosa? Well, I think to start with, the most bizarre story of the week came after the Sunflower Festival at Eden Farms Produce. Some people listening may have attended and it was a beautiful day and obviously a beautiful display of sunflowers. But after visitors left in the evening, a probable tornado struck, you know, on the smaller side of things, but it did rip a very, very large tree out of the ground, which sadly landed on top of a a cow worth many thousands of dollars. <laughs> so That was bad luck. Rest in peace to that poor cow who went out in the most kind of spectacular and dramatic fashion possible and um yeah just a very bizarre end to the day and you you know difficult for the team at Eden Farm who'll spend many weeks cleaning up now yeah I I um looking at the photos they're in today's paper a beautiful sort of sunflower fields and yes a very strange weather happening yes the front page says gone with the wind or it did on on that day (laughs) yeah well not so much gone but dead with the wind (laughs) (laughs) gone but not forgotten Um, i'm sure they'll pick up the pieces and uh, i hope everything's okay out there yeah and staying in the sort of agricultural sphere this week um 50, more than 56,000 rapid antigen tests were distributed to regional Victorian farmers and most of those producers were in the Goulburn Valley or the, the highest demand came from in the Goulburn Valley um, and it, they weren't distributed by the government, they were distributed by um, peak bodies such as you know uh, Victorian Farmers Federation and Fruit Growers Victoria and um, It was essentially a a decision made in a crisis about a fortnight ago. They realised, well, there's scarce food on some of the shelves. Our supply chains are breaking down. And in the Goulburn Valley this week, apple and pear season picking begins. Um, That's just one example. But, you know, as well for at a dairy farm, if if the milking doesn't happen, it it is not only... um, a disruption to the supply chain, it's also an animal welfare issue. So... um, Lots of workers were catching COVID, but the uh, Victorian government rules say that if you live with someone with COVID and you're an essential worker, such as an agricultural worker, if you take a rapid test every morning and test negative, then you can go to work that day observing, you know, other precautions, I'm sure. Wow, haven't things changed? 
We've gone from, you know, you're in the same school as a possible case and you have to lock down for two weeks, which is what happened to this community, you will remember, to going to, you know, you might even live with someone who's positive, but so long as you get a good rat test, you can go out to work. Big change. Yeah, and I think it's a change in the technology that we have available to us, obviously, when we were in that the depths of those lockdowns, we didn't have access to rapid antigen tests. And we weren't all fully vaccinated. And we weren't all fully vaccinated. But there, I suppose there also has been a... Um, a shift. And yeah. maybe a little bit of an ideological shift. Definitely. Two years into the pandemic. Realising we just can't keep doing that, yeah. Yeah, um, um, we've got a few more tools and, mm. and, yeah, we can't lock down, you know, a third of a city, for example. Well, you can't. It's a, it's a, I guess it's that movement from sort of... Um, eradication almost, that idea that, that uh, you know, no, zero uh, COVID cases to living with COVID. And this is a little bit of a tangent now, but I did listen to the ABC's Norman Swan this morning and, and they were talking about how... What, you weren't listening to me? <laughs> I took I'll let brief, that one go. I I'll... took a brief pause <laughs> from listening to 1FM <laughs> to listen to Coronacast and... They were talking about how we become so desensitised to the numbers and I just, you know, I'm so glad that we have found a way it's to true. go to, back to some semblance of normal but it is worth rem- remembering that, you know, up to dozens of people in Victoria are dying with COVID-19 every day and it's very surreal for us to learn how to, quote-unquote, you know, live with the virus while also, again, just carrying a little thought of those people. Definitely. Uh, vis-a-vis a really um, lovely uh, double-page spread in the paper today about the Dookie couple. Absolutely tragic. It is. It's a really strange twist of events and timing that she was honoured with uh, an award. I think this is Jeanette Ryan and I think her husband Michael died within a week of each other from COVID complications. Uh, Tragic. And it was really special of their family to let us share that story because so often we don't hear the true story. Yes, there's almost like this stigma or something associated with COVID. There is. And some people definitely don't feel comfortable um, speaking about it, no less to the press. But it also raises an important point that we do need to destigmatize catching COVID. You know, there's nothing... No, no, I actually spoke to a friend of mine whose whole family was down with it probably about two weeks ago and she said to me that she felt like she'd failed in getting it and I just assured her, you know, it's probably just a matter of time for all of us and if you do the right thing uh, and you still get it, well, you can't you can't blame yourself really. That's right. I couldn't agree more. But, yeah, it today's story, it is, it's a beautiful and quite sad spread about... Um, that do kick up the Ryans the and the Bowmaker family as well. Uh, I think um, their daughter is a Bowmaker and they're a big family out at Dookie. And sincere condolences to them. It must be um, must be a very hard time still. But lovely that uh, Jeanette was honoured for all of her work. That was certainly the most special award of the Australia Day Awards. I think. What else is making news, Rosa? According to your. According to my little phone there, my little notes, I looked down to remember what I wanted to talk about to stay on COVID for just one second longer. Um, there's been a strange discrepancy we've learned between the numbers that are reported by Goulburn Valley Health and the numbers that are reported by the state government 
online at midday. They publish, they've got this website that at the news we check every day and I'm sure it's open to the public so I'm, I'm sure some listeners decide to open up and have a look um, and it reports the new active cases and the total number of active cases. However, they haven't figured out the tech dudes haven't and dudettes and thems haven't figured out how to incorporate the rapid antigen test data into that page, <clears throat> whereas Goulburn Valley Health is including the reported... Well, I thought the, ra- the rats were like about half, oh, half or... More than, often more than half so, of the recorded tests. So are you saying that the Victorian totals each day are probably double than what's being reported? Not quite, because when the Victorian government holds a press conference and when they say, you know, the total new number of active cases is this, they are including the overall for the state rapid test results and PCR test results. But by local government area, which is the data that in Shepparton we look at, we go, okay, what about Greater Shepparton though? Because that's what we want to know and surrounding local government areas as well. Um that data that they publish online doesn't include the rapid tests, nor does it include a little note to say, by the way. So I often look at, I think, COVID, the COVID Live website. I wonder I, if that includes. I haven't cross-referenced that, but I do imagine that they pull their data from, you know, what's published by the state government. So I'm so, not sure. So if I look on the SHEP News website, say on your blog, and I looked at the daily numbers there, would they be right? Would they include the rats? Well, every time that we can get that information from Goulburn Valley Health, we will and will say so. Because, for example, last week on one day, it appeared that there were about, in the vicinity, I'm not going to get it correct, but of around 200 active cases. And the Goulburn Valley Health numbers were more like 900. I thought the Goulburn Valley Health, uh, so that wasn't the numbers for the whole Goulburn Valley Health catchment area as opposed to Greater Shepparton. I believe that was for Greater Shepparton. So they the so there's this discrepancy. Mm. Uh, I think I think going back to your point you made earlier about you know pro- probably not honing in on those numbers too much at the moment. It's true. It's true. But um, I think what the reason that it is noteworthy and why we'll always say where the data's come from and in what we publish um, is that when the total number of active cases appears far, far lower than the true number, perhaps it creates a sense of complacency about how careful we need to be, which we don't want that. So it's just, just, again, um, in the least bleak way possible that all of our social distancing and mask wearing is still so important. Yep. That's the main message, I guess. Just keep doing it and you can't do much more. You can't do much more. Just keep on don't get too on. Don't get too hung up on the daily numbers. Maybe just keep an, uh, an eye on the overall trends. And, yeah. I mean, really, you can ignore that too if you like, if you're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. You can just get out in the garden. <laughs> Last week I was talking about weeding. You I haven't were. done any weeding this week. I've been Me flat neither. chat. So. I probably do it about twice a year. Yeah. Avoid it like the plague. Like to avoid it like COVID. (laughs) (laughs) We can't stop talking about this virus. No, 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 nobody can. Well, Well, we'll try now. Do you have maybe one more story for us that isn't COVID related? I do of a young boy called Seth who recently had the wherewithal to call the ambulance for his mother who fell over and hit her head. Um, and it's just it's just a lovely story. His 
His mother lives with MS and she knew that that meant that there was she was a little bit more likely to have a fall. There was a higher risk that she might. And so she'd had chats with Seth about, okay, if I'm ever um, unable to make a call like that myself, it's triple O and this is what you need to do. And the, d- the day arrived and he he knew what to do and he did it, which is easier said than done when you've got all that fluster of emotion as well. Absolutely. In, in a bit of an emergency. And, you know, you wouldn't blame him. How old is he? Uh, I've. He looked about something like about 12. He, yeah, primary and, school. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't blame him for freezing. You wouldn't blame anyone for freezing in that situation. Absolutely so not. Good on him. So the um, the Ambos who attended came back and gave him an award, didn't they? They did, and he got to hop in the ambulance, and it it was a very special little yeah reunion. It's probably a good idea because it re- re-establishes that whole service in a positive light rather than having that trauma. Yeah, yeah, like he did the right thing, and it, and it and I should add, it all worked out, and you know, his mum got the healthcare that she needed. Good on you, Seth. Hope yes. you're feeling better, mum. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, what are you doing today? I'm going to jump in my car and go to Shepparton News. At lunchtime, I'm going to take my dog to get her nails clipped because <laughs> she refuses when I have attempted it. So I, God, I wouldn't even attempt it. I don't have the moves. Um, I'd like to learn, but until then, I'll just leave it up to the pros. And um, that's about it. It feels very strange. My and, last day at Shep News. And that's a wrap at the Shep News. Well, well done on all, on all the great stories you've done. You've had, you know, byline after byline every day. You've informed the community really well, and um, you've been a great person as you've gone about doing it, including coming up to 1FM in your own time on a Friday morning which, of course, has been such a great pleasure to see me. I know that, but um, <laughs> I jest, of course. Thanks so much for your time, Rosa, and all the best in your future career and personal life. Um, I'm glad to hear that you're sticking around the community, and I'm sure that we will see you again soon. Thank you so much.